Hello and welcome to Hybrid Work 360, a series of podcasts from TD Cynics UK and Cisco exploring the ins and outs of hybrid working and how you can help your customers to get the balance right and at the same time help them drive greater efficiency and productivity and move towards their sustainability goals. My name is Simon Meredith. I'm an IT channel journalist and I'll be asking the questions and trying to draw out the key points we all need to understand about hybrid work today and where it's taking us in the future. So in this edition of the podcast, we're looking at making the workplace a magnet rather than a mandate. And with me today, I'm delighted to welcome David Beasley, technical solutions architect for collaboration at Cisco. And also Mark Nallen, who's a partner business development manager for hybrid work at Cisco. Hello to you both. Hope you're well. Um, Now, we all know the history of hybrid and how we got here. We don't need to to go over that again. Um, In other podcasts in this series, we've talked about employee expectations and we've talked about company culture and why that matters. Um, But part of the whole premise is that hybrid work is a given and that's going to be the future now um, in some way or form and okay every company will be different at the same time there's a desire for organizations to bring people back into the office to to foster that kind of team spirit and real-life collaboration I think we all agree would be vital to the success of any organization and that's all well and good but if hybrids the reality that workplace needs to be a really great place to work in, a really great place to collaborate in. Um, so what we had before maybe isn't good enough anymore. I don't know. We can talk about that. Um, or what we get out of that workspace may not be good enough. Um, so businesses have got to think about that, how they adapt their workplace to the, the workplace they've got today for hybrid. And um, you know, maybe maybe they have to think, well, Maybe this place isn't right. Maybe we have to tear it up and we have to completely redesign it. You know, I know that's what TD Cynics have done in this building that we're talking about. Uh, talking, we're recording this uh, podcast in today, but you know that's TD Cynics. Where do we go with this, Mark? Do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, I think it's. I think companies need to firstly understand how their space is actually being used. I think there's too many companies out there which don't understand initially how their space is being used or what's best for their their environment now that everything's changed. Um, you've got to try and make um, an understanding of, of exactly what areas are, aren't being used and the best way forward to make that as a sort of collaboration space. We've done this in Cisco. We've been looking at our own spaces um, and we've done this in Pen One in New York, where we've looked at the space pre-pandemic, where we had 30% as sort of dedicated, uh, sort of collaboration and meeting room space, and 70% was sort of desk space. Um, we've utilised the analytics from our network, and we're utilising Cisco Spaces software to take all that data of occupancy, the environmental, and our meeting room endpoints can actually understand how many people are using the meeting room. So it knows that the 10 person meeting room is used by two people 95% of the time. And staff are saying, well, I've never got a meeting room well, because they're not used in the right way. So we've taken all that data around how our space was being used and re-engineered the space, retrofitted that space into a new way of working. So we've now got 70% collaboration and meeting room space 
and 30% hot desking. And what we've actually seen from that is actually drawn more people back to the office than pre-pandemic numbers. So right. it's actually starting to work for us because we've taken that data rather than just take a finger in the air jobby and say, this is what we need to do with the space. What we're seeing, I read in the paper the other day that uh, you've got UK Bank uh, sort of asking for, offering free food just to try mm. and get people back into the mm. office two days a week. Mm. So it is that that sort of, I don't know how to do it. Let's, let's try something new. But I think with the data and having that, that informed decision, you can make a, a new yeah. way. And, and if I David, follow up on that with the why, right? So yes, these donut days, and we talked about it on the company culture piece, right? That, that gives some people a, a fun reason to come back into the office. And, and to Mark's point then, what happens after? So, you know, me and Mark go into the office because there's some free donuts and that, that works and that's awesome. And so we go in, we jump in the queue and, hey, Mark, haven't seen you in a while. Uh, what, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on this. Great. Oh, we need to keep talking about that. Oh, let's go back to our desks. That doesn't work anymore. So then we need to make sure we're fulfilling those spaces, those opportunities to say, oh, let's just jump into this collaborative whiteboarding room very quickly and we can carry on this, this session. So it's about the, the why is providing those experiences that when we have those conversations, when we come back in for the pizzas, the donuts, the, uh, you know, one of the offices also has free physiotherapy days, right? When we come back in for that and we have those experiences, then can we facilitate the next part of that journey, which is, oh, we need to carry on this conversation. How are we going to do that? Where are we going to do that? What do we need to provide for that? Okay, but that needs to happen as naturally as possible, doesn't it? So it can't be, I don't know, you know, obviously I haven't been to your offices in New York. I'm, I, I guess you guys may have been lucky enough to do that. How do you make that environment as natural as possible? Because, you know, if you've got collaboration spaces that are marked as collaboration spaces, people will start doing it just because it's a collaboration space well, you know do you understand what i'm saying how does it because the organization the way that we work is that what we're saying is the way that we work has changed absolutely yeah. and for me sorry for me it's much more around those ad hoc engagements and being able to facilitate that in ye old world if you will you know in buildings that we might have used to have a collaboration room or a video conferencing room was a reserved room and you only went in there for those kind of things. Now we need to be much more flexible and, and deliver them in that ad hoc fashion. If I want to, you know, I might be working at a hot desk and then I want to have a private conversation. So I need to have a private or huddle, small room, whatever you want to phrase that as to jump into to have that private conversation or going back to the previous example as well. I might have just bumped into someone at the water cooler, you know, those, those water cooler okay. moments and facilitate that ad hoc engagement and continue that right but, but mark what we're saying is we need something different in the office to to, to the experience we have at home uh i'd say there's there's a bit of it needs to make it efficient and i think we're talking about efficiencies here as, as they were saying we're just trying to make sure that we can have that you know, i want to go and have a meeting with my team i can walk into an area it just works the technology around that has to work the way i log into a meeting room at home to the way I log into a meeting room at home has those efficiencies and those consistencies. The, the way we work has changed. We do want to have the frictions gone. So to go into the office and to be able to just say, right, okay, I can rock up to another collaboration space with my team and it just works. It knows that us as a team are there together and we can actually use the technology there. I mean, this is quite sophisticated technology we're talking about here, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's, 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 well, it's, it's, it's been around for a while. Well, our collaboration yeah. devices, are, you know, they know 
when I walk into the room and says, hello, Mark, do you want to start your meeting? It's that easy. It's, it's yeah, I think if it depends how you look at sophistication because we've tried to make it as simple as possible for your Joe average end user to consume that technology as well, right? It's all well and good. And, you know, you said in a previous one, Cisco, a technology company, of course you're consuming this. Well, yes, but... A lot of our end users are not technology companies. They're your, your homework, your standard work, who just want to get their job done, as, as Mark just said, in a very frictionless way. And so sophistication to them is just walking in and pressing a button and it starts, or using a voice and an AI to say, okay, start my meeting. Uh, and having those kind of experiences where it's actually seamless to the end user. You know, we've, we've said for a long time in Cisco, if you have to think about how you're using the technology, it's actually a barrier to what you're trying to do. It should be a completely natural experience of just getting stuff done without any friction. Okay, but it, it also sounds like it could be quite complex, but you're saying it's not complex. What, what I haven't seen though, okay, is I, I don't work within this building or any other building. I'm normally sat in my own office clicking away at my computer and collaborating with people of course over all kinds of platforms including Webex um, quite often actually these days but we have those technologies and we're merging with them now what we're saying is we need something even better than that that we haven't got the right technologies now and and what I'm also concerned about here is th this sounds fine if you're Cisco or if you're TD Cinex and you, you've got the, you've got hundreds of employees and you've got the space to do all of this, if I'm a smaller organisation, can I still really make use of this kind of technology? This yeah. more advanced hybrid technology? Yeah, you can start small. We've got our desk pros, which again, um, they've got occupancy within the cameras, within it, they've got environmental, environmental sensors. Our meeting room endpoints, the navigation devices have an environment. So you can start smaller and you're starting to collate that data on how that building's working for you and what is and isn't being used. And how is that helping me as a business? Uh, you're starting to see what sort of space you need. So if I go back to what we did in Pen 1 in New York, I know it's slightly larger, but we're able to take that space and understand how it's being used. So our real estate, obviously probably most same for most companies, is probably going to be the biggest, second biggest expenditure underneath salary. So you can start to understand how much that space is being used. In, in Pen 1 New York, you actually be able to, to reduce that space by about 35%. Right, so you might be able to reduce the amount of space that you need. Yeah. We're also talking about things like just turning the lights off, I guess, and yeah. reducing well, the electric bill. Yeah, and then you're starting to get into the building automation. So it's yeah. that next side of things and making that building smarter to say this part of the building isn't being used for you and your staff. Why is that? Do I reduce it? Do I use it in a different way? Well, I think you can see what I'm getting at. What I'm yep. trying to say is, what is, as a partner, what is it I'm actually selling? Because we always talk about selling business benefits or outcomes for customers, and that's the outcome, isn't it? Yeah. That, it that it improves my, reduces my electric bill, that it improves my sustainability. What else can it do for me? Uh, you're going to start to understand how that environment's working okay. within your but, own occupancy side of mm, things. Okay. But, but are those in real fundamental terms? Is it about saving money? Uh, or making a better place for your employees to work? And I like guess there's a, so there's a productivity angle yeah. here as well. And, it, and I guess it links back very much to 
the discussion that we had about employee expectation these days. Uh, absolutely, and the employee experience. And you know, to, to Mark's point, having that data is invaluable, and that's that's one great benefit of putting some of the Cisco products, video conferencing devices, networking technology into your building. But then, to your point, what is the tangible outcome for you or me who walk in and utilize that space? And that's really, like you said, about feeling very comfortable, very at ease with the whole experience. And when I walk in, I know it's going to do what it's supposed to do. So can I, can I then start publicizing this as a really seamless, easy experience for an employee, which then makes them want to come back and use that technology again and again and again. That's where we're trying to get to from a, a collaborative, collaboration, <laughs> collaboration perspective, excuse me, mm. to say, hey, look, this technology is here. It's really simple to use. It facilitates that hybrid worker role because we can bring in that remote person and they feel just as at ease and just as much part of it as anybody who sat around the table. And it's simple and it's easy and it does the job. That's where we need to get to. And it's providing the added benefit, as Mark was saying, of all this data and then the ability to automate and make great decisions off the back of that around what it is you need to provide in terms of your workspace, in terms of making that office a, a magnet to draw people back in. Right. And, and I think we mentioned pre on a previous edition, we were talking about company culture and ret retaining the best talent. So if that friction goes away and you can actually use the office environment as well as the home environment, that really bridges the gap between a true hybrid work that, that makes everyone happy. Okay. I, if I'm a partner, um, do I need to be setting an example? On this, or uh, and, well, I've got another question um, um, for partners as well. But first of all, let's deal with that. Do, should I be using this in my own organisation? Hundred percent. Yeah, we we've put in some special promotions and things like that to encourage partners to buy it. I don't want to go too far down that road no, no, for, okay. for the podcast. Um, but yeah, we we think and, and Cisco are trying to. You know, we've we've mentioned Pen One, we've mentioned Paris, we've mentioned Atlanta. We want to set the the example of what this can be and what subsequent side effects of that are. And you know, we, we've talked about badging rates in Pen1 going up more consistently and a wider variety of people. Those kind of experiences that we're delivering there are causing the side effect or side effect, the desired effect of it being a magnet because people like those experiences. They like being able to work in that way. So yes, we absolutely think partners can do exactly what we've done. We've published eBooks and things like that that take you through almost step by step of what it takes to make a pen one type example for partners to follow in that guidance uh, and hopefully leverage a lot of the experiences that we're uh, delivering. And you know we're talking about something quite alien probably to a lot of partners in that we're talking about reconfiguring the building. You know I talked about TD Cynics moved into this building some time ago. It's completely different to the one they were in before. It's much much nicer. The other one was quite nice actually as well but this is much much nicer. And it's clearly working for them, you know, it really is. I suppose what I'm saying here is, you know, they had to get specialist consultants in to do that job for them and they've done a great job. But these are different kind of skills. How do I attain those skills or do I have to partner with someone or can Cisco help me in some way? We've, we've got some PIW training programs. We've also got PIW partner interactive webinars okay and we've also got some training sessions that partners can actually join and we've also got a really good partner ecosystem that can partner up with existing partners 
to help deliver OT networks and POE lighting and help understand Cisco spaces. So we've got a good partner network. So I suppose what we're saying here, you know, we, we talk a lot in the channel about adjacent markets, don't we? And this is potentially a different kind of opportunity that we're looking at. Yeah. Is it starting to happen? Are we starting to see opportunities come through? Yeah, I think you're going to have questions from your customers that will start to come in and question on sustainability, question on how they get the best use out of their their real estate, because obviously the costs on both of those. Um, and obviously you're going to have people wanting to, to make their office environment and hybrid work as attractive as possible. Yeah. I mean, and when we, we kind of spoke in the prep for this, you know, we said 91% of people do not know what their return to office policy is or what their uh, hybrid working policy is. So that puts our partners at a great point to influence all of their customers to say, this is where we've seen it done really well. Maybe this is where we've seen it done not quite so well. And use those examples to your point around our pen ones and Paris's to say, these guys are doing it right. Here's the stats to back it up here's the route you can go down to get to that place. And then, as Mark was saying, partner with other people who maybe have some different expertise in OT networks uh, to bring in. And, and we publicize all of that. We have certification programs around it that, that vary upon the level that you as a partner want to go down. So if you want to go whole hog and you know rip out the building, there's a certification process around that. And you can you can stage that depending on where your expertise is and then partner where it I, I guess the danger here, or as it always is with these adjacent areas, if I can call them that is that if you don't do it your customers are going to find someone else who can do it for them yeah um, well we've got the we've got some fantastic technology as well and I think it's actually starting to change what people can actually do within the building so I think that's something that is helping push what customers are able to achieve in the buildings okay and so the call to action would be come and talk to CD Cynics's Cisco team come and talk to you guys about it and um, then go and talk to your customers. Absolutely, yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Both of you, David and Mark, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, so much. Thanks, Thank you to all of our guests for their time and insights today. If you want to find out more about Cisco's technologies and solutions for hybrid working, please get in touch with the TD Cynics team. You can find other episodes of this podcast on Spotify. Thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope the rest of your day is productive and successful wherever you happen to be working.